Hi, my name's uh, Steve Tobolt. I'm one of the three owners of Thunder Seed. I just feel that growing it on my farm first before selling it is probably the best way of being a seedsman. Well, my name is Paul Adams. So actually I've been involved with Thunder Seed since I was about 19 years old. I'm Brian Peterman. I'm a third generation farmer on Peterman Seeds. We're farmers, so we know what the farmer expects. Trust the Seed Farmers Trust. First in the field, Thunder Seed. Talking about Delaware for, uh, as he covers Delaware, uh, for Delaware Online and the News Journal out there, sports writer for Blue Hen Nation, Kevin Tresolini, nice enough to give us some time on the Epic Company's hotline. Uh, Kevin, great to have you on again. Sorry about the rambling about golf before we had you on. Hey, you guys. Uh, no, no, that's fine. I was just kind of uh, uh, actually sitting here enjoying the uh, banter. Uh, my my wife's family is from Scotland, so uh, you know I feel I feel right at home uh, <laughs> with any with any talk about a, a British Open that's taking place uh, in St Andrews. And 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 you know I was gonna I was gonna say well you know my pick is Tom Watson, but if I said that <laughs> I would just be showing how old I am. So <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> I don't I don't want to reveal that. So yeah, I'll just leave it at that. Tom Watson was close, like a, I don't know, like three, four years, a few ago, years at a, ago at a Masters. Yeah, I believe. that was incredible, right? Yeah, that was that was incredible. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. Not as good as he once was, but as good once as he ever was, Tom Watson. So yeah, yeah, right. that was yeah, yeah, that was pretty dramatic when he made that run a few years ago. Oh my goodness, yeah, that's. I mean, I'm not I'm not a golfer, but I love the drama that comes with with a major. Uh, I will I will sit there and watch on a Sunday, the last day of a major. Uh, any any time anywhere, especially if it's at the British Open at St Andrews. My goodness, it'll be great. Yeah, it's going to be a phenomenal tournament. We're really looking forward to it. And I think my team's better than Kyle's, so I'm also very happy about that. Because <laughs> well, okay, good luck. that's because I took Tiger. Are you okay with my Tiger pick? Would you have taken Tiger? I took him fifth. I would not. I would not oh. have taken Tiger. No, but not even like with your last. I mean, you got to realize like, a lot. Of, a lot of pick. people were gone. It's a lot of people were gone. Pick. So I, yeah. I had to. No. Yeah, you know, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah. The silence you hear is uh, deafening. Dark, yeah. At least Jeff Colhane would probably. Jeff's be okay very with proud it. of you for taking yes. him. There's no doubt about it. Did that to honor him, Kevin. We appreciate your time. Thanks for coming on with us. Uh, how about Delaware? Let's focus on them, and then maybe go back to PGA conversation a little bit later when we have you. Um, <laughs> but we're doing this FCS preview series, taking a look at teams, and so far all we've done is Valley and Big Sky teams, and I felt bad. I'm like we got to get some CAA, we got to get some other teams from conferences in this as well. So I think Delaware makes a lot of sense. We're looking for that team to take over from JMU. I know Villanova was good a year ago. Delaware kind of struggled, but they're a program with a lot of tradition. Do you think under new management, new head coach there and uh, Coach Cardi that they can turn things around? Yeah, I, cer- I certainly do. And, uh, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure, he, uh, you know, out there where you guys are, it's kind of like it is here. You know, once July rolls around, people are just kind of itching for the start of preseason camp. I mean, a month from now, I'll be out there watching practice like I'm sure a lot of people will out there. And it'll just be great to have these teams out there. I mean, I'll be out there at practice writing down who the third string left guard is religiously. You know, that's what I do. I go to practice and I kind of write down my depth chart every day. And and it's just kind of like this obsessive thing that I do. But it's it's really fun to kind of watch these teams get out there in August and see what they got and see what they may become. And certainly in these parts, people are going to be excited um, because a former Blue Hen uh, is is the new coach, Ryan Cardi. Remember, this is a team that in the spring season of 2021 was an NCAA semifinalist for the first time 
since 2010. So, and, and a lot of that team is still part of this team. You know, of course, that year didn't count uh, uh, eligibility-wise because of COVID. You know, that team's defense was still kind of young and pretty good. So a lot of that 2021 spring NCAA semifinal team is still here in Newark. They stumbled last fall. They went 5-6. and six. A big reason for that was because the quarterback got hurt, Nolan Henderson. He is now back. He's had surgery. He's healthy, allegedly. And that will give people here uh, in Newark uh, a lot of enthusiasm and optimism about the 2022 season when he gets underway. So Ryan Cardi, new head coach, as you mentioned, a, a, a Delaware alum, was part of a national championship team back in 03, has been a coordinator for Sam Houston for a while, part of that uh, coaching group that led them to a national championship in the spring. I mean, he was offensive coordinator for a high-flying offense. They spread him out. They throw it all over the place. They try and score a bunch of points there. Is that kind of the style you think he's bringing here to Delaware, more of that up-tempo yeah. offensive style? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's certainly what we expect to see here. Um, and he's got he's got a quarterback that can do it. Delaware does return a nice crew of returning wide receivers led by Cyrus Pitts. And they've added they've added some transfers as well, um, led by uh, Jalen Witcher, who was a who was a freshman and an All American at Presbyterian last year. So they've got they've got a nice flock of receivers. Um, they've actually got a nice, uh, you know, not a bad not a bad crew of running backs, um, including uh, uh, including a recent transfer there uh, that they just picked up uh, a young man. Um, from uh, uh, he, he played at Illinois a little bit and uh, spent some time at Texas uh, Tech, though he didn't play by the name of Chiron Cumby, who's from Plano High in Texas. So they've got they've got some guys with potential there, though none of them have really proven it at the college level. Uh, so offensively, I think I think they do have the potential to score some points. The big question is the offensive line. Um, you know, it's a group that didn't probably perform as well as needed and hoped and expected last year. And it probably graduated the three, uh, three, three guys who, you know, who may have been at least the most decorated and the most experienced from that unit. So they're kind of rebuilding it with some new guys, some transfers, a guy switched over from defense, a couple returning guys, you know, one returning starter who was viewed as a pretty good player. So, you know, that might be what it comes down to for the Blue Hens on offense. Yes, they would like to fling the ball around. They would like to be a more explosive offense uh, in the in the Ryan Cardi style, you know, that he showed at Sam Houston and at New Hampshire before that, where he was offensive coordinator. But, um, you know, they have the quarterback to do it. I think they have the wide receivers to do it. But they're certainly going to need uh, better play on the offensive line than they got last fall. Give us a, a sense of the feeling kind of around the conference as a whole with the departure of James Madison. I mean, I to me, I would think you'd be a little excited about it just because they've been so dominant for so long, but also at the same time, is there is there a sense of, well, this kind of weakens our conference a, a little bit? I guess just in general, from your perspective, what's it kind of been like since the departure of the Dukes? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think the, the, the feeling probably around the conference is good riddance because people kind of knew that they were eyeing that move for quite a while. And like you said, they have kind of been the dominant team 
for five or six years. It was tough to knock them off. Um, so, yeah, it, it does open it up for a little bit more of a competitively balanced uh, championship battle, I would say. I mean, I do, th- I do think Villanova is probably the team to beat, but historically this has been a wide-open conference. You know, it, it, the, way, the way JMU kind of dominated the league the last few years wasn't really typical CAA football. That was kind of unusual. The CAA had never really, and the Atlantic, you know, it was the Atlantic 10 and the Yankee Conference before that. This league had never really been like that. Um, so that was kind of different that JMU kind of um, became that super powerhouse. So I think I think the CAA will kind of go back to being what it was in terms of each year there's going to be several teams uh, fighting it out for the title. And another characteristic the CAA always had was there was always somebody who you didn't really think was going to be that good who got pretty good. You know, a few years ago, Maine won the title. You know, and that was the year that they were picked to finish, you know, ninth in the league or something like that. Uh, you know, there was always somebody like that who you didn't think was going to be very good. And lo and behold, they were very good. So I, I think that'll happen again. Um, I mean, I do think I do think when the preseason poll comes out here that the coaches do in a couple of weeks, Digital Love is going to be number one. And that certainly makes sense. I think Delaware is going to be up there probably two, three. Um, as well. After that, I think it's wide open. Um, you know, you got you know you got Rhode Island. It's gotten a lot better in recent years. You know, Richmond's coming off a season where they were pretty good, especially on defense, and they do uh, lose a couple guys there. Um, Elon's gotten better. Um, Women Mary is starting to kind of show that it might have the potential to be what it was before, back in Jimmy Laycock's um, glory days as the coach there. I mean, I would kind of start, I guess I just mentioned, what, six schools, uh, uh, Villanova, Delaware, Rhode Island, Women Mary, Elon, Richmond. I mean, I would probably kind of start with those six. But, again, uh, you know, Maine's got a new coach. We'll see what can happen there. Um, you know, it's the kind of league where, you you, you know, you've always got a lot of teams capable of, of uh, doing pretty well. New Hampshire's kind of been down. Ricky Santos is now the coach there. Um, you know, former Peyton Award winner. We'll see what happens. It should be pretty competitive. It's a lot of coaching turnover in, in the CAA. I mean, I, yeah. I kind of knew it before, but even you just mentioned it there. I mean, you, you, I think you said Maine, then you have New Hampshire, obviously Delaware too. Like there, there's quite a few right. teams or programs with, with new head coaches, which I think tells you two things. One, there's some teams that underperformed the last couple of years. And two, I mean, there's a lot of proud programs and, and programs out there that don't want to just accept losing. You do see some programs in the FCS is like, oh, five and six, that's good enough. But I think Delaware is one of them where five and six isn't good enough. We're going to make a change. We've got to find a way to get better and get more consistent. I do like that. Again, Kevin Tresolini right. here with us, uh, FCS preview series, uh, talking about the uh, Delaware Blue Hens football uh, team and their chances here in the CAA this next year. I look at the schedule, Kevin, at Navy to start things off on CBS Network. That would be a, you know, a fun little bonus yeah. to that game. Uh, Delaware State and Morgan State are the other two non-conference games. In terms of conference opponents, you get to go at Villanova last week of the regular season. You're home against Richmond at Elon in terms of a couple other teams that might be in contention and at Rhode Island. How do you think the schedule lays out, though, for Delaware? Yeah, I mean, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how it turns out. I mean, that, you know, that Navy game will be very interesting, of course. Uh, you know, that's a game 
that Delaware hasn't played in a while, though they have frequently gone down to, um, you know, to Annapolis to play, uh, you know, to play those guys. It's just been a while. But, you know, they've won down there a couple times. They won back there in 2003 when they won the national championship and again in 2007 when Joe Flacco was the quarterback and, and uh, uh, you know, had one of those days where Navy just couldn't stop Delaware. And also, I mean, Delaware's going to feel like it has a chance that day, and that will be a great way to kick off, um, you know, a fat, you know, a fabulous season. You know, like one thing we have not mentioned is, you know, we talked about how um, JMU left the conference. Well, that means there's also some new people in the conference, mm-hmm. and one of them is Monmouth, who has been a pretty good FCS team over the last, you know, dozen years or so has actually made more playoff appearances than Delaware has. Um, you, know, you, know, you know, they've been in the Big South the last few years. Um, that's going to be an interesting game, I think, for Delaware. I don't have the schedule in front of me. I'm pretty sure that's an early November, November 5th. Out, yeah, it, uh, at Delaware Stadium. Uh, so that's one that I think could be kind of interesting. Um, you know, Delaware is, is playing at Rhode Island for the fourth straight time. Uh, which is kind of just this weird scheduling quirk. It's the fourth time in a row they're at Rhode Island. They had a game up there last year that they lost, which really kind of sent them on their downhill spiral. It involved a block punt and a bunch of interceptions and things like that. Um, That'll be a big game for them to kind of make sure that they're going in the right direction. It's also their league opener, uh, so that'll be really important. And they're going down to William & Mary for the first time in a few years. And I think that's going to be a really big one, too, because I think William & Mary under Mike London is doing some pretty good things. That's going to be a stern, big test for Delaware and for William & Mary to kind of see, like, which way these programs are going. That's always been a great rivalry uh, between Delaware and William & Mary. And it was really odd that they did not play each other a couple times in recent years um, after playing each other forever. Uh, you know, you know, since going back to the '80s. Uh, so I think, I think that'll be another. I think that'll be another big test. The expectation is to get this team to be consistent. You know, in a couple of years, but with the new coach, you do have a quarterback who's got experience in, in Nolan Anderson. I think that does you know help. Obviously, and you got some other good skill players. But what are the expectations in, in year one with a new coach? And and I think, do you, what are fans' expectations for them reasonably? Well, the expectations of Delaware fans are never reasonable. Uh, <laughs> Fair because, enough. Because yeah, right, and you know, and you know, nor should they be. I mean, this is a program that has won six national championships. This is a program that spends more money on football and athletics than anybody in the country. Uh, you know, these fans have the right to demand only the best, and that's what they should get, um, and that's what they're going to expect, and. Uh, that's what the coaching staff is pretty much kind of promised they're going to deliver. Uh, you know, they. You know, they have come in and said, we're playing for national championships, and that's what is always the expectation at the University of Delaware, just like it is at North Dakota State. Um, you know, their their goal every year when they strap it on that first day in August is, you know, we're getting ready to play for a national championship season. That's the way it has always been at the University of Delaware, and that'll be the way it is uh, when they get out there on August 4th or 5th, whatever that first day is. Kevin, always appreciate the time. Thanks for coming on with us, and we'll catch up with you once we get closer to the season and see how Delaware's doing. Hey, look, hey, you guys, listen, thanks very, very much for having me. It's always great to talk football with you, and uh, have a great rest of your summer. Talk to you guys again soon. Thanks very much.